right, what's up? You're listening to KXRY Portland and KQACHD3 Portland at 107.1 and 91.1. Streaming online everywhere at xray.fm. You've been tuned in to the one, the only, Mr. DJ OG1 and his fabulous Groove Theory Mix Show. You're now tuned in to Night School with Bobby D, where we focus on the history of the Albina neighborhood, soul music, disco, funk, boogie, and beyond, gospel music too. Tonight is no deviation, and we'll have artists from the neighborhood speaking to their experiences here in Portland, whether that be in the music industry or on the job. It is my pleasure to welcome Mr. Jetty Beasley later in the hour to the program. Jetty performs in the legendary Beyonds to this day, perhaps one of the longest-running vocal soul groups on the west coast the beyonds have been together since 1968 where they came together at jefferson high school what an honor to have jetty on please do stay tuned uh, when we have an opportunity to speak with him uh, and following we'll also have a chance to speak with mr joe staples joe hails from a long lineage of fabulous musicians from mississippi He's related to the original Staple Singers. That's right, Mavis and Company. His brothers, the Staple Brothers, came to Portland back in the 1960s. And together, they launched the Staple Brothers Spiritual Singers Group and have been performing since that time. You'll hear from Joe his experiences uh, as a black man here in Portland on the job as well as in the music business. Uh, at my best, you know, I see my work as just making space for guys like Joe and Jetty to come on to tell their stories, and tonight is no deviation. So please, thank you all for tuning in. Once again, you've been listening to X-Ray FM. We're going to play a few tunes before we get these gentlemen on air. Uh, this first one is from Billy Larkin, way back in the day. This is Cotton Club-style jams. Shout out to Paul Knowles. song's called Funky Fire. You're listening to X-Ray FM, where radio is yours. with funk, funk and fire. 
Plato said, does love really exist? Or is man using it as a crutch? Crutch, crutch, crutch. Once again, you're listening to Night School with Bobby D here on X-Ray FM, listening back to some incredible Portland soul music as we do each and every Friday. That last tune was from the inimitable, legendary Beyonds. Let's talk about love. 
uh, more on those guys in just a moment. We'll have a chance to speak with Jetty Beasley of the group himself. Before that tune was one by Slickophonic featuring Randy Smith and Doug Lewis. That was a tune called Doing It. Before that was Shirley Nanette, Tropic of Love. We had the Seven Souls featuring Bill Diaz from way back in the day. Got to find a way. And before that, Billy Larkin and the Delegates, a tune called Funky, Funky Fire. Now, once again, it's so, so wonderful when we have an opportunity to bring artists on the air. And uh, I'm so grateful that we had a chance to do that today. Uh, I'm going to see if I can get on the line here with Mr. Jetty Beasley. Let's see what we can come up with. Stay tuned. Here we go. Hey there, Jetty. How are you? I'm doing good. And yourself? Excellent. You know, right now we're living through a historic moment in our country's history. There's a movement underway. So many racial injustices are being made very visible, but so much has been quite invisible for a long time. I know you worked for a number of years with Portland General Electric rising through the ranks to take on a managerial role, and there were certain bumps along the road that really impacted you. I think it could be instructional for our listeners to understand more deeply what it's been like for you growing up here in Portland. Could you take a moment to share with us your experience seeking success as a black man in your profession? Hey, with you, Bobby, I'll I'll share anything. You know, I've always been very open and, and appreciative of the support that you give to the community. So, you know, whatever I can do to give back, that's what I'm here for. Well, thank you so much. You know, we had a chance to check in the other day, and some of the things you shared with me I thought would be good for listeners to hear, too. Would you be willing to speak to that? Well, you know, the conversation, you know, that we had was dealing with me being in a position, you know, as a manager, you know, over not only blacks, but whites in the 80s the late 80s and the issues that I went through and then the way I had to handle those issues, you know, by treating everybody the same, not looking at a person as being white or black, just looking at them as being human beings. When you become a person that's in a position as a leader, you're always going to get hits. And I got hits where people had written on bathroom stalls, things about me being a leader. And uh, it was, you know, using the the N-word, which I don't want to say over the air or anything, but yeah. And and people don't understand the impact when you think you're doing a good job, but then when you walk into a situation and you see that written with your name on the wall, that really impacts you. I mean, that really knocks you for a loop, you know, but it really hurt me down to the core. But the thing that I realized, and I had to identify with myself as being a person of color, I got to handle this in a different perspective. And so the way I handled that situation, I, when I talked to the group, I tried to talk to the group, and I just shared with them, hey, listen, whoever wrote on this wall, they can't hurt me financially, mentally, or physically. And I'm not going to allow you to take away other privileges of other people. You know, you always, as a person of color, you got to watch what you say how you deal with the situation and don't let the situation impair your life, you know, building stress on you. 
because things are not going to change, you know, until we as a nation change those things. Yeah, hearing you talk about it so cool and collected, I mean, I can only imagine there's a lot of feelings that get bottled up inside when you prefer to react a certain way. Well, you know, after that, you know, talk with the group and everything, well, then I had to go and be alone and spend some time with myself. And I got to be honest with you, I dropped some tears and uh, I had to find a way to bring myself to being back the person that I was, you know, raised to be in life. You know, the difference in my father from being born in Texas and then moving out to Oregon. When we, we went back to Texas as kids, I wasn't used to him changing his position on how he greeted people when he went back there. Give you an example, you know, we go back there and we walk into a store and, and you know, the store guy might uh, recognize my father and he might say, hey, Joe, how you doing? How's that other little end brother you're doing? Well, back there, my father just shied away and said, oh, he's doing fine. But if that would have happened with my father being an organ, you know, the guy probably would have been picking himself up off the floor. But, you know, my dad had to change his perspective of how he lived and what he would bring back to that community back there if he did something, you know, that was out the ordinary for a black person to do in Texas. Yeah. Hearing stories of the South and hearing stories of Portland, a lot of folks think of the state of Oregon as having a deep racially unjust past. I can only imagine the contrast or perhaps there's similarities between the South and Portland back then and even now. Yeah, but you know, you know, even getting back to dealing in my position, you know, at, at work, you know, there were times when I could have got angry and, you know, went a couple of different ways, but I, I chose to be myself and that's what I continue. So I spent 38 years at Portland Electric and I spent 15 years on the union side and I spent 23 years on the management side. And now as you reflect back on some of those times and everything that's happening in the world today, I'd be curious, you know, your perspective on the way things have changed or not changed. What's your take, Jetty? Listen, I really appreciate you revisiting, you know, the racism and, and understanding the difficult times that we as African-American men and women have had to go through just to exist in this world. And so I just want to thank you for the support. But I think people are realizing that they didn't think it was, uh, you know, very racist back there, you know, in the way that they dealt with me as an individual. Certainly, yeah. You're a proud father and, and grandfather. And I imagine as you look at this generation coming up and a lot of these young people who are taken to the streets, who are really fighting for change during this time, Perhaps there are some words of wisdom that you might have for anyone out there who's, who wants to see change happen. Well, you know, the generations right now are totally different. And you got to be more of a listener, too, to making you uh, make sure you understand their side of the feeling and they understand your side of the feeling. But you got to do it, like I said, in a very comfortable setting and a very uh, decent way of uh, respecting them. We got this pandemic that's really going to change a lot of behavior in the world. I mean, I could see, you know, things, Bobby, of people respecting people more, 
people uh, attending church a little bit more. You know, it just it, it's going to bring a lot of change in life that I just hope I can still be here to be a part of that change, you know. And I know sometimes I feel like I should go out there and step up a little bit more, you know, and, and do some things more positive. But I'm hoping I'm leading by example just you know, the way me and my wife conduct ourselves out in public, how we conduct ourselves with our children, with our grandchildren, and with our friends. It's just, you know, you have to be a model citizen. And understand, we didn't write all the laws. We got to live by these laws that were written years ago by white establishment, you know. And they're not going to sit down with us and say, okay, we need a diversity group here to rewrite these laws. It's not going to happen, you know. Well, with all due respect, I hope that that too can also change in the very near future. We can create a more just, equitable, and inclusive world, and we can start right now. Jetty, thank you so much for joining me today on the program. You know, knowing you and knowing the legendary Beyonds, the vocal group you've been a part of since 1968, it's just an honor to have you on the show. And I think a good time to announce to our listeners out there that some of your music from back in the day stands to see the light of day once and for all uh, <laughs> through the release of a vinyl recording. Very exciting news. We've just been awarded a grant from the Regional Arts and Culture Council to produce the Legendary Beyonds LP. Please do stay tuned for that in fall or late summer. And you know the other thing, Bobby, too, I just wish people would take time to listen to the gospel uh, CD that we have out now once I get to heaven. Just take time to really listen to the lyrics of the song. I, I think we probably was ahead of the situation that we're in now with the lyrics that we were writing, you know. Yeah. The recording you're referring to is the legendary Beyond's release from 2019 can be found on CD Baby, as well as many other platforms. I believe it's even out there on Spotify and streaming services. Look up the legendary Beyond, B-E-Y-O-N-S. Again, Jetty, thank you so much for your time today. Bobby, and I really, like I say again, appreciate the support that you give to the community you are an outstanding man and may God just bless you and your family thank you Jetty and likewise alright Bobby All thanks right. so much okay yep. alright once again you heard it from the source Jetty Beasley on the mic there the proverbial mic that is the cell phone how we do it here in the pandemic world broadcasting from home I'd like to give a shout out to the legendary Beyonds Jetty Beasley James Timms Ira Hammond, Barbara Props, Thirdist Channel, Rio Vernado, and all their families. Thank you so much for supporting this group. And like Jetty was saying, I think we should dig into one of those tunes. Uh, this is one off the record uh, aforementioned there. It's one called Your Love is Blessing Me. Once again, you're listening to Night School here on X-Ray FM. Please stay tuned in just a moment. We'll hear from another member of the albino musician community, Mr. Joe Staples of the Staple Brothers Singers. Uh, hold tight, this one's from the Beyonds. How many times do we find ourselves going through difficulties in life? But through it all, if we just look to the heavens, we can come to realize that God still loves us. 
as we come today with this song. If in your times of need, you can come to a place to say, why me? But come to the place and say, why not me? And just say, Lord, I love you.
look at me She's woman so cool Feeling like she's nothing She's worth more than gold She's a million dollar treasure I love the way she shines I want to tell the world She's mine Once again, you're listening to Night School here on X-Ray FM. We're listening to the music of the great, great albino soul musicians. That last one was one from Ural Thomas himself. That's a demo of Ural Thomas and the Pain called Girl, I Want to Give You Everything. And before that was the legendary Beyonds, Your Love is Blessing Me, off their 2019 recording, Once I Get to Heaven, can be found on all streaming platforms. Now it's my honor to bring on to the program the one and only Mr. Joe Staples of the Staple Brothers Spiritual Singers. Let's see if we can get him on the line here. Joe, it's Bobby at X-Ray FM. How's it going? Well, I'm not doing too good, man. My lead singer brother just died. Oh, no, I had no idea. Well, I know he just died. This morning. Wow. He's on all of those pictures. Joshua Staples just passed. About one thirty this morning. Oh, man. My condolences for your loss. His vocal was incredible, and I remember you sharing 
some of your work with him on some of those 45s you guys made. Yeah, we're, we've been singing since he was about six years old. Wow. Well, I certainly understand if now is not the best time for a radio interview. Yeah, well, we're on here now. <laughs> Ain't no turning back. Yeah, I hear you. Well, wow. All I can say is my condolences for your loss, blessings to your family, and uh, certainly to the extended community who's been listening to the Staple Brothers spiritual singers for generations now. Um, yeah. I had originally called, you know, when you came into studio at X-Ray last year, you shared about growing up in Mississippi and bringing your band to Portland in the 1960s. You settled in the Albina area and worked as an iron worker, one of the only black iron workers I, I in think Portland. The first black iron worker Pacific Northwest. I think it would be helpful to hear your perspective, what it was like for you in Portland during those times and how it relates to today. Yeah, well, same thing, different day. Same old thing happened. Did you talk about what it was like for you back in the day? Yeah, man. Yes, I can. I rode a Greyhound bus from Mississippi, Portland, Oregon, October 5th, 1965. I was out picking cotton waiting on the mailman to run. When I got the bus ticket, I left that cotton sack out there in the field. The first wife was from money in Mississippi, where they killed Emmett Till for whistling at a white girl. Right, and that would have been in 1955. Yeah. 55. 55, yeah. okay. We both were 12 years old. Well, I knew 10 years later, I would be marrying a girl from money in Mississippi. Black girl, of course. Then white, I'd have been hung by my neck till dead. I spent a knee on there these days. <laughs> I can only imagine how it makes you feel how far you've come. Yeah, the first black iron worker Pacific Northwest. Put me off and on for about three or four years. I was always signed up to be an apprentice iron worker. Nah, uh, they wouldn't let no black in the trade, period. They done everything they could. Yeah, well, this guy from Mississippi, he used to listening to the N-word, making $2 a day, working 12 hours. Anybody can make it. This black guy can make it here. So they hired me, man. Six months, everybody else come in, uh, starting out in the trade. It made me work six months as nobody. Think I'm going to drop out. You there, Bobby? I yes. Okay. After six months, they finally signed me up. They let me in February 25th, 1970. When I come through the iron workers, they shipped me all the areas where I was only black throughout the Northwest. Flipping a coin. The Grand Oregon, Ontario, Lincoln City, Newport, Toledo, Golandale, Washington, Rainier, St. Helens. I was always the only black. The closer I got to get my certificate, Towards being a gentleman iron worker, the more jazz I had to go through, man. They, they put the damn chokehold on my neck down in Rainier. Two big white ex-cops from Hood River who was building their Trojan nuclear plant. All I heard every day, man. So now, I'm a member of local. 29, Iron Workers Local 29. 
for going there and talk to the business agents. All of them trying to deaf ear. But Joe, you're just going to have to hear it. Now look, I'm tired now. Going on my third year of apprenticeship. All of them trying to deaf ear on me like Donald Trump doing right now. Same old shit. Same old shit. Different day. It's okay, you guys. Please make them quit using the N-word around me. I've heard it all my damn life. They didn't do nothing. Okay? I'm gonna knock some ass head off. You don't. Well, Joe, you gonna be wrong if you do. Y'all find I did. Hey, this uh, white boy from Oklahoma. His daughter ran off with a black boy. This was like about 1972 now. He took it all on me. Every day. Before I realized it, man. Early in the morning. All right, I don't need motherfucker. I tell y'all to knock it off? Well, you didn't. I got up and talked this motherfucker about 20 times before they could get a chokehold on my neck. It would have killed me. I was the first black in the trade. Green ain't dead now. Same damn thing that's going on two weeks ago with this boy, George Floyd. Put me in a chokehold. He done everything but kill me. Then they ran me off of the job. Joe, you wrong. You wrong, Joe. Joe, Joe, Joe. Joe now. Yeah, you motherfuckers didn't do nothing. But I beg y'all. I wound up at the uh, Bureau of Labor. They didn't send me back down there. But the nuclear plant sent me downtown by the auditorium off of Market Street. So I was able to get through, man. After 50 years that I had to go through. What else you want to know? <laughs> <laughs> The world needs to hear what you're sharing, Joe, and it's important right, man. for us to understand your history as, uh, wow. My experiences can help them out. Certainly. Now I'm going to leave this with you. I play on our North Commercial in Brandino, right up by Jefferson High School, right down the street from where you are. I've been playing there now every Sunday morning from 11 a.m. to 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm always there on my guitar. Yeah. So for our listeners out there that might be interested in hearing Joe Staples perform to this day. The churches are True Line Missionary Baptist Church. It's on the corner of our North Commercial and Brandina, Costa, Ramon Edwards. So once again, for our listeners out there, an invitation from Joe Staples himself to witness his guitar playing. As Joe mentioned, he is one of the sole staple brothers related to these staple singers. The staple singers. Joe, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program today. Thank you so, so much. Let's Hi, brother. Here. Thank you, Bobby Smith. Right on, man. Later. Wow. Thank you, thank you so much, Joe Staples, for coming on and sharing your story. I think we just need to dedicate the rest of this hour to the staple brothers. This next tune is called Rise Again, Rest in Paradise, Mr. Josh Staples. Oh, Lord, the 
you get up in the morning, do you tell him thank you? Once again, you've been listening to Night School here with Bobby D on X-Ray FM. I want to thank our guest today, Mr. Jetty Beasley and Mr. Joe Staples. You can check out the legendary Beyonds and their music on all streaming platforms. You can check out Mr. Joe Staples at True Vine Church on the corner of Commercial and Blandina Sunday mornings from, well, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. around the lunch hour. Thank you, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This final tune is uh, yet another Staple Brothers song, like that last one you heard. um, Thank you, Lord. And before that, you heard Rise Again. Last one's called Trying to Do Your Best. You can check out more about this program at www.nightschool.us or online on Instagram at Albina Music Trust. Thank you for listening.
Got to 